Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome, friends, to another r slash entitled parents video. My parents always taught me to be on my best behavior, and the best behavior in this case would be to hit the like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our first story of the day is by Immediate Shine 3, Parents Excusing Son's Sexual Harassment. My 16-year-old son had a close friend, Mark, since elementary school. They started drifting apart when they went to different middle schools and reconnected in high school, though they weren't as close. Mark has recently been accused of being a sexual predator and non-consensually hooking up with younger girls 13 years old or so. He also sent unsolicited inappropriate pictures to the daughter of a family friend. Social media erupted with kids from the school sending death threats to him. When I initially heard about it and there was ambiguity on whether he had done these things, I reached out to Mark's parents because we'd been good friends in the past and I wanted to support them. It turned out that all of the allegations were true to a certain extent. My son chose to not continue his friendship with Mark and was straightforward in telling him. I thought I could just be a sounding board for Mark's parents, but it's really getting uncomfortable hearing them say things like, any adolescent boy would have done the same thing, or the inappropriate pictures were a prank that meant nothing to him, he just didn't realize it would bother the girl so much. Today, Mark's father texted me wanting to vent about how all of his friends have disappeared on Mark and it's costing him serious emotional damage to be isolated. I felt like he was passive-aggressive trying to shame my son for not standing by his friend's side. I wanted to go off on him. I've been trying to be polite and supportive, but seriously, what in the fresh freak? Do you think this is a situation where OP should reach out and be blatant about why people are leaving? Why people aren't standing up by Mark's side? Or do you think it's better served that OP just goes no contact with these people and just tries to ghost them? Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. This next story is by Attorney 420 Entitled mother tries to take my puppy at the dog park, but she gets taken away instead. My cousin, 25-year-old female, and I, 24-year-old female, thought it would be nice to take our four-legged children to the dog park as it was a decent day out and both of our dogs needed to socialize, aka get out and play with other dogs because they were driving us nuts. We went about mid-morning and everything was going great until the wild beast arrived. The entitled mother leaned over the fence and said we have cute dogs, so my cousin and I naturally said thank you. Then this conversation ensued. The entitled mother said, how much for that lab? I said, um, well, I paid $600 for him, but if you're asking if he's for sale, he's not. She says, well, my son really wants a puppy and that lab looks perfect. My cousin says, that's great. Go look and see if you can find a lab in the shelter. She says, why would I do that when I can take that lab right there? I say, um, you're not taking my dog. Where's your son anyway? She says, in the car. Now do I need to come in the park and get the dog myself? My cousin says, lady, you're not taking her dog. We'll call the police if you try. The entitled mother hops the fence and tries to take my dog. Her son gets out of the car and asks what she's doing. To leave the puppy and get back in the car. 
Well, my cousin called the police, and they were at the park in a matter of minutes. Entitled mother claimed we were trying to steal her dog. I said I have papers proving he's mine. Entitled mother got red in the face and tried to leave, but the police wouldn't let her. I showed my proof, and the police asked me if I wanted to press charges. I said yes. Entitled mother was taken away by the police, and her son was picked up by his dad. Happy ending if you ask me. My cousin and I just laughed about the whole thing. I don't know about you guys, but even after Entitled Mother got arrested and taken off by the police, I don't know if I would be laughing. Like, I would still be fuming if an Entitled Mother tried to steal my dog. I've gotta say, a lot of the Entitled Mothers in these stories are, let's say, dense? But the fact that this one was willing to hop the fence and try to steal a dog? That's definitely a next-level Entitled Parent thing. Our next story is by Hobo Bonobo 88 Dad asks me for money and then yells at me and says I'm not his parent. Deadbeat Dad never has a job, hit me up asking for $500. I asked what was it for and he says the internet bill. I say how is it so expensive, what service do you use? And he starts yelling that I'm interrogating him and that I'm not his mother and should stop acting like it. I said well, I would if you stopped acting like a child and hung up. I don't know in what world there would ever be a $500 internet bill. Even if you've got ultra cable, ultra internet, and even like a phone bill, even like a security thing. I don't think you would ever reach $500, so there's something weird going on there. That's not interrogating asking what a $500 internet bill is comprised of. That's just common sense asking why it's so expensive. This next story is by ZealousIdealAir5117. My dad refused to buy food and starved our pet gecko. This childhood memory still keeps me up at night, which is why I'm currently up at 4am writing this. When I was around 13 years old, my dad brought my brother a leopard gecko for his 14th birthday. He wanted him to take care of the gecko to teach him a lesson in responsibility. Therefore, the duty of cleaning up after and feeding the animal was left to my brother. At first, my dad bought some cups of mealworms for our gecko, but after a few months, he began to say that that was my brother's responsibility. My brother worked at a fast food restaurant one day a week for a few hours, so he did have some income, but not much. He said that he didn't make enough money to buy the gecko food every week. Our dad wouldn't drive him, so we also had to take a bus to the pet store, which I guess further complicated things for him. Our gecko lived in the basement in my brother's room and would go weeks at a time without his mealworms. In my desperate attempt to help the animal, I would go outside and try to catch bugs for him. I tried to find worms in the dirt, but the dirt in our yard was hard and I was never able to find any. We had a box elder tree that always had a good supply of box elder bugs, so I would give him those. He ate them at first, but after a while he didn't show them interest. I would have tried to buy worms for the poor guy, but I didn't have any income because I was too young to get a job anywhere. Sometimes I would scrounge up some change, but I usually had to use this to buy reduced fare lunch at school. My dad at this time also stopped stocking the house with food, so my brother and I, in addition to the lizard, were starving. We went through all the canned food and dried staples we had. Once we got through that, we would beg our dad to get groceries. My dad would get really angry and scream at us that there was plenty of food in the house, we just needed to stop being lazy and cook it. One night he brought home a bag of maize flour to make a point of encouraging us to cook. I made some corn tortillas out of it a few times, but they weren't the best because I had nothing to eat them with. I wouldn't eat anything typically on the weekends when I didn't have school, and then during the week I could purchase a meal of two tacos and a cup of rice for about $1.20. That was my one meal a day. 
Anyway, I felt like my dad was turning a blind eye to the fact that we had a starving lizard in our basement. So I decided to move the enclosure to our kitchen. That way, he would have to see the lizard every day. I thought if he could see the lizard every day, he would feel bad and start buying him food. Well, this did not happen. Eventually, the gecko took a turn for the worst. He stopped eating the box elder bugs and started sleeping in his water bowl. At the very last minute, when it seemed clear that this animal was going to die, my dad went to the pet store and grabbed some things for him. He fed the gecko some white paste stuff that was supposed to help him, but of course, the gecko was way too far gone at this point. He died. Once so, my dad said he was disappointed in my brother for not taking care of him. I'm still traumatized by what happened. I feel an immense amount of guilt for not being able to do more. I wish I'd tried to advertise the gecko online and sell him to someone who would take care of him. I wish I tried harder to find bugs for him to eat. I wish I'd tried to take him back to the pet store and ask them to take care of him. I wish I thought of calling the Humane Society and surrendering the gecko. I worry that the box elder bugs I gave the gecko may have hurt him because I read that outside bugs can have mites and parasites. I also worry that moving the gecko from the basement to the kitchen may have put him in an environment that was too cold for him since the basement stayed warmer. I looked up all the essentials when it comes to taking care of a gecko and I feel awful about the enclosure my dad had for him. He only had a small heating pad on the side of the tank to keep him warm and I'm sure that didn't keep the temperature high enough for him. I always feel sad now when I see geckos. I think while it's normal to feel guilty for not doing more, In the moment, OP was doing what they could, and honestly, the situation that OP was dealing with was certainly far greater than that of the gecko anyways. Like, when OP's struggling to get enough food for themselves? As much as it sucks, I don't feel like they can blame themselves too much for not doing more for the gecko. Our next story is by Miss S. Black. Don't you feel embarrassed? About a week ago, I had a disagreement with my parents. It didn't matter how much I tried to explain the situation and how I was feeling, somehow it always ended up being my fault. I've been mad for over a week and I haven't greeted my parents. Today I went out with some friends to de-stress. My mom texts me, You haven't greeted your father for over a week. Don't you feel embarrassed? And I don't. I feel so much better that I haven't seen his face, even though we live in the same house. My mom wants to talk. How should I approach the situation? I think the next course of action is heavily dependent on what they want to make themselves happy and what kind of reaction they're okay with getting in return because, frankly, if OP's happier not talking, honesty is probably the best policy in saying, no, I don't feel embarrassed. In fact, I feel great. You might cause some fallout, but honestly, it sounds like trending in that direction is more preferable for OP anyways. And our final story of the day is by Taiho. We're paying for the hotel room, so of course we're allowed to go back there. So I work at a hotel kitchen. Had my fair share of run-ins with entitled people, but usually nothing exciting. Today's shift was a bit different though. As you can probably guess, pandemic means very little business, but we still get some families and their kids staying with us. And since we got quite a bit of spare time on our hands, I decided to get our show kitchen running, do prep work and various egg dishes for our guests' breakfast there. It's great fun, especially for the children who might get bored sitting at the table with their parents sipping coffee for hours. So I just finished up an omelet and went to grab some more eggs from the fridge, coming back to a boy, maybe seven or eight, in the show kitchen. 
it does happen. Kids are curious and there's no door or anything since it's meant to be openly visible to our guests. I approach him, ask him what he might be doing. He said he's curious. So while I'm not technically allowed, I permit him to stay for a minute at a safe distance from any equipment and answer any questions he had. He was rather respectful and even when I turned down his question if he could see the whole kitchen in the back, he was quite polite and accepted that he can't. Now, skip forward a few minutes and an older lady who I assume is in her late 30s walks up. Thinking she wanted to order something, I of course enthusiastically greet her, but now I do wish I'd been hiding in the back like we usually do. I said, good morning ma'am, what can I get you today? She said, my son wanted to see your kitchen, why can't he? I say, I'm sorry ma'am, but only hotel staff is allowed in the back. She says, but why? He just wants to have a look around. I say hygiene and safety regulations, ma'am. I'm sorry, but unless given permission from a higher up, I can't allow any of our guests into the kitchen. Entitled mother, already annoyed, said, Then go and ask them. I say I'm sorry, but they aren't available at the moment. If you'd like, I can inform them once they come in so you can talk it over. At this point, she just loudly huffed and walked away. So I thought it was over. Oh, was I wrong. So about 20 or so minutes later, I was downstairs accepting a delivery and putting everything away, coming back upstairs into the kitchen, and you can all guess who I found there, entitled mother and her child walking around in the back of the house. Now at this point, I was getting quite pissed off, but tried to stay polite since it's how we have to treat guests. I say, ma'am, the kitchen's off limits for our guests. I must ask you to please leave and return to the restaurant. She says, no, we haven't seen everything yet. The kid says, Mom, I thought we were allowed. She says, yes, we are. We're paying for the stay, so of course we're allowed to see what the hotel has to offer. I say, ma'am, once again, please return to the restaurant. I would like to avoid trouble. She says, well, you're in trouble for denying us anyway. I'll talk to your superior about that. You could tell the kid was told by his mom that they're allowed. The confusion was written on his face, and in all honesty, I felt bad for him. If they'd waited so I could get permission, I'd have happily shown him around. Especially since this line of work is struggling to find any new employees. Having given up on a trouble-free solution, I call up the reception desk on our hotel internal staff phones and give them the details. To my surprise, they actually told me to show them around a bit, so I did, ignoring the mom and just showing the kid the kitchen. Not too long after, a service colleague walks in, accompanied by police. Turns out they just wanted me to keep them occupied until police arrived and we could press charges for trespassing. As they were escorted out, the poor kid was visibly embarrassed and just went straight to his dad, who told me that she claimed to have had permission. Before they left, I made sure to grab a small bag of sweets for the kid, told him and his dad that if they ever want to take a proper look, they can get in contact with management and we can get that sorted. I know it's not quite as exciting as a Karen kicking and screaming and throwing punches, but next to all the fake stories that seem to pop up, I guess real ones do seem rather bland. This is definitely an entitled parent just strolling into the back of a kitchen. Like, oh, we pay for our reservation here. We can go around in the kitchen if we want to. What kind of dumb logic is that? If they pay to go to Disney, are they going to try to walk around in the administration offices? They gonna beeline for the employee doors? You gotta love Entitled Logic. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. 
And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories.